In this episode, once again, we speak to the amazing Ian Westmoreland. Ian is the founder of a not-for-profit organization, Mentoring Men and Kintsuki Heroes. A life-changing moment in September 2013 would alter the course of Ian's life. It would leave it would see him leave a lucrative 42-year-old IT career and devote himself entirely to volunteer work. By sharing his inspirational story, Ian demonstrates how removing many marks we wear, masks we wear for others to allow us to reveal our authentic self, improve relationships, meet new people, and reclaim control of our lives. And today we're speaking to Ian about how to move past procrastination and overcome obstacles. Let's find out. And remember, if you want to upgrade your money mindset, then click on the link www.millionairefoundations.com and watch my free training. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Gul Khan, your money mindset expert. And today, once again, we have the amazing Ian Westmoreland. Welcome, Ian. It's great to be here, Gul. I'm from Sydney, Australia. Great to talk to you overseas. Thank you London. so thank you so much. Actually, we have a, we, I think talking to you has brought some of the sun to our, our land. So it's sunny at the moment in London, which is a rarity. And yeah. Ian, everyone's heard um, your intro. They know how fabulous you are. Please tell everybody what it is that you do. Um, so at, at the moment, I'm a, an ambassador for a program called Mentoring Men, which is a free program where we train up volunteer men like me uh, who support another man or bloke going through life challenges. We do that support through a long-term one-to-one mentoring relationship. I'm also the founder and CEO of Kintsugi Heroes where we use the power of storytelling to provide hope and inspiration to people experiencing life challenges. And also we, we strive to help people reframe how they see the adversity that they've experienced to actually see the hidden value within that adversity. Amazing. So today's topic is going to be how to move past procrastination and overcome obstacles. Now, I think we unraveled in the Friday feature. You've set up a number of companies yourself and you are quite experienced in getting through procrastination. So talk us through what's your best advice for, for I mean, let me just give you background of the people listening. Most of the listeners to this podcast are coming from a corporate background. They're either ex-corporate employees or current employees who are looking to move into entrepreneurship and looking to set up their own businesses. So this is a, will be a very relevant topic for them. How did you move past procrastination and how did you take action? So I want to say how common procrastination is mm. uh, amongst the people I meet. But I'm incredibly goal-orientated. And um, maybe if I share a couple of examples. Mm-hmm. And part of it, to be honest, probably goes back to my lack of confidence. It made me very competitive particularly in the sporting field, and it's like an obstacle comes up. My first approach is how am I going to get overcome this obstacle? In fact, why don't I start there? So I was playing high-grade squash in Australia, um, called state grade, and people would come and watch me play squash. And I thought, well, I, I was keen to make more money because we're uh, struggling. 
um, I had a full-time job, but this is going to be a side angle. So I, I went to the manufacturer or the, the importer of the biggest selling squash racket in Australia. I registered a business and I bought a box of these squash rackets. And people would come along and watch and I would uh, they what rackets do you recommend? And I said, well, these are the ones I'm using. And I, I sold the first box. I then rang the supplier and said, I'd like to order another box. And they said, we're not going to supply you. And I said, well, why not? They said, because you're not operating from a, a registered squash center or sports store and you're undercutting the established uh, retail outlets. And I tried arguing and I talked about Trade Practices Act and they said, we're not doing that. And it, so, so that was the first obstacle. Now, my girlfriend at the time, uh, hopefully that people see this in the right light. My girlfriend at the time ran a haberda- her mum ran a haberdashery store. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know what a haberdashery store is? Uh, it's, it's where you sell uh, wool and, and things like that. So it's generally a store where um, women, uh, I've been sexist here, but women who do knitting and sewing yeah. and would go and get cloth material. So I got a pegboard and I set up a pegboard in this haberdashery store with a display of squash rackets. And I went back and I said to this company, I now have a registered sports outlet. So they went along to the haberdashery store and they said, it's not a sports store and they refused to supply me. So that was obstacle number two. And then I realized that these rackets at, the st- at that stage, most squash rackets and tennis rackets have been manufactured in Taiwan. So I wrote over there and I, I, I registered uh, my own brand names and I started importing my own brand of squash rackets and my own brand of tennis rackets. And the company that I originally bought the box of rackets from had about 70% of the market. So each time I bring these, I would sell a racket, I think that's, I've taken seven tenths of that would have gone to there. So it's quite competitive. Over the next few years, I sold over 7,000 squash rackets and a couple thousand tennis rackets. And it was, uh, it, it was this, no matter what the obstacle. In fact, I just thought of another case of, of obstacles. There was a, a famous Australian swimming coach called Laurie Lawrence, and he was training the Olympic swimming team. And uh, he was training one morning, a young girl, maybe 12, 14, got out of the pool to stop swimming. He said, why have you stopped? And she said, my stomach hurts. And he said, well, does it really hurt? She said, yes. And he said, does it hurt this much? And he went over to the brick wall, and he scraped his fist down the brick wall, took all the skin off his knuckles, so I was bleeding. He, and he said, does it hurt that much? And she said, no. And she jumped back in the pool. I, I, I take to different extremes, but a lot of people will stop at the first obstacle. And then fast forward, I'm starting, I've started mentoring men, this, this program I talked about before. And I'd have the pull-up banner like what I've got behind me. And I'd go around to different shopping centers and markets. And people would connect with me. And I, I remember one guy, he came up, he said, oh, Ian, I've, I want to, there's a lack of programs to support new dads. There's lots of support for mums. There's nothing for new dads. I want to do this. I said, oh, how long have you been looking at doing this? And it had been years and years. Mm. And I said, well, can you give me a, a one page just outlining what it is you want to do? And it took weeks to get this out of him, this one pager. A month or two later, I met a, another bloke. And he said, Ian, I, I want to reduce the suicide rate of men in this area of Sydney. And he'd been working on this for years. I said, well, what have you got? And he, he had a an A4 diagram, that was it. And then I met another bloke who came from an Indian migrant background he's, and he had the, had a difficult transition from India to Australia. He said, Ian, I want to support new migrants coming to Australia. I want to develop this, this package and help them around mentally. But he hadn't done anything. Now, all those three guys had a passion to do something 
but yeah. for one reason or another couldn't do it. Now, mentoring men gave them the vehicle. Every one of those guys I mentioned got involved and took initially as volunteers and then his paid paid roles to go, get involved with that. And I don't know what it is. It could be analysis paralysis or just not willing to do the, the hard yards or they're only willing to do some of that stuff. Now, to me, there's there's one extreme, which is the very small minority where people just race into something without checking it out, without doing enough due diligence. But my experience has been the vast majority of people are in this procrastinators mm-hmm. analysis paralysis thing. And, you know, 10 years down the track, they'll still be talking about that thing. I think it's clearly, I think yeah. I think there's, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I think there's a seriously element from, from my, what I've witnessed, what I've seen is fear, fear of taking action. And I think it, it manifests itself as not being able to move forward and they procrastinate. And yes, the small minority of the people who race ahead and do things and think later, that would be me. <laughs> and fall flat on the face, that would be me. Um, um, but uh, I understand, um, and I don't understand the reason why. So I'm going to explain. The reason is for people like me, in the, in the not necessarily now, but in the early days, the reason why I would race ahead and not do the requisite due diligence is because I'd be too afraid of slowing down because if I slow down, I'll be facing my fears. And if I face my fears, I will not take action and I will stop. And that was my programming from the get-go. If I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it now and this and not think about it and just go for it and fall flat on my face or, you know, at a sink or swim. Either way, no, 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 no two ways around it. And a lot of the times I fell flat on my face. So including the relationships, by the way. So that's just... How you do one thing is how you do everything, right? <laughs> but as I as I've become, I think as I become older and as I've, I begin to realize why am I doing that? Yes, I have the courage to do X, Y, Z. What's allowing me to take, um, you know, for one thing, I take action a lot more than other people's. But sometimes I'm successful, sometimes not. Why am I racing ahead? And as I slow down, I realized I'm too afraid. Well, I was not anymore, but I was too afraid to see all the repercussions to see the downside. So I put blinkers on, just the positives. Everything's all going to work out. That's it, nothing. And, not, and if I did the due diligence, I will be aware of all, everything else that could go wrong. And that's where the fear would come to the surface. And that may stop me. So instead of facing my fears, I ignored it and ran ahead. As you become older and you mature, now I've got to the point where I am going to multiple businesses with the awareness that this could fail, with the knowledge that this could mess up, doing the due diligence, weighing up the risks uh, and the, the the pros and cons and the risk factors and still moving ahead, which is basically the best way, which is you face your fears and you take the courage and move ahead. Vast majority of the people would either race ahead and not look at what's possibly wrong, which is I was one of them. and But that's a small minority. Vast majority are so stuck, you know, when they, they face the face that they're so afraid that they, they get par- you know, paralyzed and they they blame like, oh, I'm lazy, I'm this and I'm that. And they have all these excuses for why they didn't take action. And they're like, well, yeah, maybe I just procrastinate. But why is procrastination coming in? And again, it's because they're unable to face the fears. And uh, once, they, once they have the fears, they need to have the courage to face it and then move ahead. I hope you are enjoying today's episode. If you want to learn more about my mindset strategies and energy tools to help you change your money mindset, then please register for my Abundance Mindset Makeover Workshop by visiting www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com. See you inside the workshop. 
I think we're very similar, and I, I, I think I think we work really well well together. I, I like the I'm a ready fire aim mm. sort of person, but I guess the due diligence could be, and if people there are thinking about a business, just a business plan, you know, one or two pages where they just outline the business on paper and yeah. maybe get it validated. But it, but a caution there. It, it's interesting. The people have known me the longest, including my family. Uh, it's just Ian or it's just dad or whatever. And they we tend to pigeonhole. And yeah. it's it's interesting. The people that I meet outside of that are far more open and uh and and interestingly far more supportive. We had Father's Day here on the weekend. Uh, my I'm on a lot of chat things uh, uh podcasts that my family never listened to any of them. Uh but uh but other people do and I, I, a lot of good feedback. So so I, I'm with you. I, I think if so the vast majority of people have this procrastinating thing and it's just not going to happen and i think there's been you interview people on their deathbed that, what things would you change in life and it would be take more risks and go mm. back and do these things don't don't let the dream die inside you so um yeah I, hopefully that helped someone out there who's thinking about getting into a business so, so i would say the first step to move past procrastination is to recognize what are you afraid of? What are you afraid of finding out? What are you afraid of? And what are the risks? I think I, I think there's always um we exaggerate things. That the, you know, we always make things far worse than they 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 are. And we, you know, it could be we make a mountain out of a molehill sometimes. But only when you have all the requisite information can we actually recognize, okay, there is a risk. This is it, and these are yep. this is possible. And if when we understand that procrastination is just a manifestation of our fears, we can address it a lot better. We blame ourselves. I'm just lazy. I'm going back to the example of my brother. I'm just lazy. <laughs> I'm just lazy. And he has all these amazing dreams. And this man is so capable and so talented. And you know, he, he, he and a lot of the things just says, I want to do this. I want to do that. Or one of the, one of the, and they're not they're the things he's really excited about. One of them is just like starting this cooking channel, and he, you know, he loves cooking, and he's a really, really good. You know, he wasn't at one point, but he's he's worked. He's he's done so much practice with it. And his wife's a, a qualified chef. They could easily have a cooking channel. It doesn't matter if they have fun one follower or ten followers. It doesn't make a difference. Just yeah. just put yeah. something on there and get started. And he's been talking about it for three years. He had an idea about going yeah. traveling around the world on a motorbike and um, and you know and taking capturing insights on a bike. He has been talking about it. Some other dude has got on got on with it and started doing it. Yeah. Can I just share a little bit of my experience? And and this could be influenced with the fact that I, I'm going to talk about mentoring men. So it, it was a it's a not for profit. But so I decided I was going to do this. I shared the reasons behind that. And when I got into it, it's like. Wow, I, I need to get a constitution. I know nothing about that. I have yeah. no idea how to set up a website. Social media, not a clue. There's all these different things, but I thought, well, I'll just if it needs to be done, I'll do my best. But what happened once I started moving down that path? All these people start. Ah, oh, Ian, I can help with that. I'll do that. All these people who wanted to get on board because they they saw my passion, they saw my vision, and they just wanted to help. And there's so. Is it more likely to be with a not-for-profit as opposed to a business? But it could be could be both ways. And once you get some momentum, like you can't steer a stationary ship. Mm. Once you're moving, you can steer it. And then you learn through those experiences. You just do the best you can. It, I think, again, with analysis paralysis, people think, oh, I'm going to wait till it's perfect. Mm. And, perfect idea, but, perfect way, perfect, perfect plan. Yeah, but, but we 
no, just do the best you can and, and, and you learn from the experiences. And I could write you a page of things that were stuffed up, we've gone wrong or lessons that I've learned yeah. and, and you share with your own experience. But how valuable are those lessons? Like, it, you know, do, do we, we don't really fail. We just learn something that didn't work and that's a really well, useful exercise. There is no such thing as a failure if, if you treat it as life lessons. You know, the only time you fail, and I learned this lesson quite early on, the only time you fail is when you stop trying. That's when it becomes a failure. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, taking Tom Edison's uh, example, you know, 9,999 times was all, were all lessons. And then you finally had a breakthrough. So, so in, in my life, have I messed up? Oh, my God, more than once in businesses and whatever else. But I'm not, the, I'm not unique. Pick up any amazing um, entrepreneur, average entrepreneur, forget amazing, even average entrepreneur, yeah. right? Yeah. And you look at their repertoire of businesses, um, compare, the number of the, the, the were successes compared to the ones which they messed up big time would completely be outweighed, but you don't need to succeed at everything. You can succeed a few and that's all you need because that's, yeah. I mean, depending on what your success means for you. And so, you know, I'm still doing well, even though the losses I've made financially as well are really, really grave and are, are, are astounding. Um, and I, I know my one of my cousins, bless her, she said to me, she looked at me and, you know, I was talking about things, that the loss that we made. And she said, I don't know how you do it. And by the way, keep in mind, at this moment, because of my financial losses, she's financially probably better off than me at the moment. She looks at me and she goes, I would have a heart attack if I had half of those losses. I don't know how you do it. And I said, well, that's the, that I have the courage to face it. If I have the courage to make a, you know, an investment, I'll have the courage to lose it if, if it goes down, down that path. And um, But I also know that where I'm going it, it, and where I want to be is not her goals. We're not the same people. We are very different. We are, our ambitions are very different. She's slow and steady and she has a particular lifestyle. I am, you know, doing whatever I want to do. So you can't compare yourself to other people and your risk tolerance will be different. But you have to understand this is your life path and everything that's happened to you is exactly that. It's happened for you, not to you. It's not yeah. making you or breaking you. you. There isn't a capricious God out there trying to make your life miserable. You know, believe in God or believe in the universe. It's there all designed to make you the better person, the best version of you. And all these life experiences enrich you to be the kind of person that you are designed to be. It's the Kintsugi experience. That exactly, we about 100%. It's our, our lived experiences increase our, our value and our uh, ability to uh to support the people around us so 100 100 all right so give us a quick summary of, of of what you think is the best way to overcome procrastination and obstacles as we wrap up this episode first i'd, I'd do a business plan as i said i would then take the first take the first steps just 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 do it uh gee, it, um i don't know if there's some magical thing like i the idea i, I want to do something around domestic violence we talked about that before mm-hmm. and I reached out to the our federal government, our state government, got connections. I just started talking to them. And there's a whole raft of things happening at the moment. I'm really excited about doing this because I, I passionately believe in the benefit. And I'm just doing it. I mean, I just it's it's like there's no time for procrastination. Mm. Um, I guess if we focus on the dream, on the purpose, on the on the vision, one of the things we need to know is we've always got to have a good answer to why. Um, I have with mentoring men, one of my daughters at one point said to me, dad, you care more about these men than you care about your own family. Wow. Wow. She's a very vocal daughter. And I looked after her three kids. <laughs> but anyway, so why am I doing this? 
and and it, and I think that's that's an important thing around the procrastinate. Why do I want to? Why am I going to start mm-hmm. doing this? And then along the journey, why do I still want to do this? And maybe it needs to change direction a little bit, but you've always got to have that answer there in front of me above my laptop. Here, I've got our mission, vision, purpose, values, and I'll keep looking at that. I remind myself why mm-hmm. I'm doing what I'm doing. So I think that's it. Just what is the Nike thing? Just do it. Just do it. Just do start. It. Just start. Um, so start where you, yeah. wherever you are. And I, I love this idea of yours. Keep your why close to you. Maybe if I put on a piece of paper and put it on top of your wall. So if any obstacles, and you will, um, just let's be prepared. There will, you will face many, many, many obstacles and a lot of them beyond your imagination. You couldn't fathom them, the way the hell did they come from and why. But they will. <laughs> the universe likes to test you. Um, but if you stick to your wife, if you keep that close to you, you'll figure a way out. Everything's figure outable, and you will figure a way out, and you will keep moving forward with that momentum. All right. On that note, Ian, tell us where can we find you? How can we connect with you on the internet? Uh, okay. So uh, for people interested in mentoring men, please go to mentoringmen.org.au. Uh, for Kintsugi Heroes, please go to kintsugiheroes.com.au. And for those who uh, want to uh, connect with me directly, which I would love, I love ideas, uh, thoughts. Uh, if people want to get involved in some way, please email me at uh, ian at kintsugiheroes.com.au. Wonderful. Now, if you are listening to us on the podcast, then the links Ian has just mentioned will be in the show notes. And if you're watching on the new channel down below in the description section, and we'll have his links, do do check him out. And if you are able to, who want to take part or want to support his courses, which I think are amazing, then do reach out and he'll be happy to have a chat with you. Well, on that note, thank you so much for being a guest today. Ian. it's been a fabulous conversation. Thank you. Thank you, Carl. I love the, your enthusiasm that you put into these chats. Uh, it's, uh, it's refreshing. Thank you. Thank you so much, Ian. And thank you for listening to me and Ian today. I will be back with another amazing guest finding out how you and I can build a better business. Until the next time we meet, this is Girl Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now. If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website, www.gulkhan.com. And if you want to take part in our five-day abundance mindset makeover workshop, where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance, then please go to www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in the next workshop. And if you want to learn about the spiritual laws of money, then go and get my book, Laws of Money, from www.lawsofmoney.com. Until the next time we meet, this is Girl Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now.